Hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the uh, League Community Podcast, or whatever it is that we're calling it th- these days. I, I think uh, we're just the League Podcast Yeah, the, the, just the League Podcast, yeah. sometimes League Community, sometimes otherwise. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about Yorick. I have uh, John O'Dian O'Brien from the Rise Podcast mm-hmm. here. Uh, John, how are you doing? I, I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, well, I'm doing... Man, no one ever asks right. me how I'm doing. Now I feel great. Oh. Uh, we also have uh, one of, one of uh, my favorite designers who hides... <laughs> From podcasts and live streams and the spotlight, mm-hmm. no longer Soul Kim, also known as Soul Crushed. Soul, how you doing, man? I'm pretty good. I'm just antisocial. That's all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> is. No, I'm totally fine. No, this is. I uh, I have always told people that if if I ever ended up getting an item in the game, we would share it, and it would be the scarred Soul Crusher, and it would oh, be God. spelled S O L. It would be a big hammer. Because uh, that is the bond that Soul Kim and I share is, is a very powerful and destructive one. Uh, and then here, filling out our podcast lineup, we have uh, Andy Belford, Riot, Zwill, working on NA player relations. You usually see him kicking around on the streams, on the podcast. He is here co-hosting with me once again. How are you doing, Andy? Oh, it's awesome to be back behind the mic. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and you guys just <laughs> earlier today were, were doing the York stream. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. We had our live, uh, our, our PBE stream. We started doing that for all of our new champs and, uh, and champ ups. And uh, it's been a really great experience. Yeah. So. so so people who are listening to this, you already missed it, but there will be VODs. Am I correct? The VOD is in the client as we speak. Yeah. And I mean, or honestly, just go to the channel. Yeah. And honestly, the time that you guys are listening to this anyway, the character's probably out. You're probably going to be dunking people. But, but, <laughs> but, uh, but let's get into to it, Yorick, the Grave Digger, no longer right. Mm-hmm. What's his new title? Is he the the, the, the shepherd, shepherd of souls? The Shepherd of Souls. So he no longer digs graves. He does, but that is just a part of his identity now. <laughs> did I did think. they have a falling out or? Um, yeah. Well, you know, he and he, Graves they no longer lane together. <laughs> it's so. Yeah, he's he's a TF now. It's canon. It's canonized. I'm a little slow there. But yeah, but no, I have to say, uh, this this is one uh, that holds a lot of personal importance to me because I've been playing League of Legends since I think October 2009. I've been playing League of Legends for about as long as you can play League of Legends, and York's introduction to the game was so weird because he came out. And uh, and a lot of people, you know, uh, he, a lot of people felt that he was rushed because he was super, super broken. Um, and then they nerfed him to being almost useless. And then and then after that, he kind of just stagnated for a long time. And well, and he's kind of been the butt of a lot of jokes in the community. Yeah. And just like Scion was when he was, you know, large greenish blue pizza feet Arnold Schwarzenegger guy and 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 he became one of the most metal champions in existence when I heard soul was heading up the York rework I was like get ready for a banger like this is gonna be top of the charts awesome rework uh how, how do you feel like it has gone so far um it has definitely been an interesting experience to say the least basically um York has like you said, Patrick, like always been about like he has a lot of baggage attached to him. Like if we we did not like his gameplay overall. Like you know, when you were playing as the character, there was a lot of stuff about it. He had this like an identity as a minion kind of character that we need to figure out how we could actually translate into League, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's been a long and like you know interesting experience. Right. So we have Cled and Scarl. Uh, we've had uh, Quinn and Valor. We've had last year we had Lamb and Wolf. And we have a lot of these characters that feel like dual champions or feel like they have extra, you know, pets or, or things that you might want. And players are always like, when can I get pet controls? You know, something that feels a little better than like Annie and Tibbers. And we've always had some sort of limitations on the tech side and, and no champion really revealed that other than Yorick, right? You know, uh, tell me, what was it like trying to work some of his, you know, that minion mancer feel as people would call it into this new kit with some of those limitations so the biggest thing that like you know um when we started working on yorick was trying to figure out whether how much control he would have over his minions was it going to be full control was it going to be like you know little control was it going to be no control like what have you right um so a couple couple things that had developed by the time we were starting to create yorick was that we had like a basically a full control version not completely a minion mancer but you to some degree, a lot of what that kind of model like exemplified was Azir. Azir had like see extensions of himself that he could like basically fully control with mm. some limitations, like and do whatever he wanted basically. And then they were also 
untargetable and all that kind of stuff. They were not actual minions, but the general idea was fairly similar and the space was fairly similar, if you will. So okay. the, the route that I, we decided to take was that um, there were a couple of reasons that we decided with the uncontrollable, like, like more or less uncontrollable with like some elements of control model. One being we wanted a lot of minions and generally we didn't want the amount of like a micro that would like you know, come with the with the ability to like you know, control like you know four or five whatever amount of minions. So, so yeah, we were thinking not like StarCraft here where you're like, no, oh, send these two minions there and StarCraft, these two minions basically. there. Yeah, exactly. And then we all we definitely wanted a, a, an army, if you will, not like one or two because like that's the entire point of like undeath and like in you know, a ghoul armies and all that kind of stuff where like you have like more than like a few like few you know significant guys it's like a lot of insignificant guys is generally the fantasy that you generally mm -hmm. go for so um from there there was also the fact that like you know we wanted york to stay like a beefy burly kind of character because his he, him on live york on live is very burly and very very beefy um, yeah he has like you know very he walks like, with a limp but he's you know he's cut yeah he, mm -hmm. he has like you know he has a bad posture and all that kind of stuff but he's like definitely like you know, his really... parents are very very upset with his league of legends experience <laughs> honey move sit up right. when, when, when you walk and so so john these as souls talking about all you know them being uh an army versus mm -hmm. not or, or or mindless versus controllable um well they're not even really ghouls anymore are they you know uh, we're calling them mist walkers that is correct they're... tell me tell me about his relationship to these beings well we, i mean we wanted a better word for ghouls i think they're still essentially that <laughs> yeah they're still but we wanted something a little more maybe ownable than yeah ghouls <laughs> uh than the common noun ghouls but yeah, he's, I mean, he's a messed up guy who has not had much contact with humans in a long time. Um, and all he has to talk to are these undying gobs of flesh that live on the uh, in the shadow isles with him and what is it with uh, you uh working on these crazy hermit champions john yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're like <laughs> yorick rise they both they stay yeah. away from people they they're, talk to objects they're timeless and yeah they, they don't have friends uh, yeah um, i'm seeing like a fantasy and maybe somebody yeah. <laughs> specifics fantasy playing out here yeah <laughs> i i think it's real life for me john, john do you wish do you wish we were all undying gobs of flesh right I, now i just want friends That's yeah what I'm trying to express through, all right so so um, so you're saying that, that he kind of really only talks to these guys uh fill me in yeah. on 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 who this guy really is this guy is he's someone since ever since uh he was a young boy he was sort of uh Haley joel osmond and uh he saw dead folks and uh one day, I mean, this is all going to be in his bio. Yeah. Uh, but he was discovered by a sect of religious monks in the Blessed Isles. Uh, and they thought he could be an asset to their order. Um, but, and so he sort of thought he'd, oh, he'd never been accepted by, you know, kids or anyone. So this was a big life. deal for York. Yeah. He's like, whoa, people whoa, think I'm actually is, cool. Yeah, hmm. but then the monks didn't accept him either because he, he turned out to basically be this this thing that was proving or disproving their faith. And it was, right. you know, this is not something that's supposed to be proven or disproven to them, and they felt threatened by it. So he um, was he never quite fit in with the monks either. And then once the ruination happened, that's sort of where he he sort of found his purpose it's like yes these <laughs> now i can uh i can sort of you know he he sort of found that he had this ability after the ruination to summon things from the ground um and so that was those were really the first beings that he had some sort of connection to i think he felt um and that could not you know refuse to accept him um, so, so it wasn't necessarily like a place of belonging per se. It was just, it was just really more finding, like you said, like his purpose in life. Though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, still, a, still a pretty morbid guy than York yeah. is what I'm getting from this. Still, yeah. still not the happiest dude. Um, no, that is fair to say. Um, and uh, you know, when we were starting on this, this, you know, I feel pretty good with how this came out. It's, 
mainly because it's been almost a year. <laughs> yeah, it has been a long time figuring things out on him. And it's been and, fun because players, you know, I, we always do this with with every project with every release, right? People are like, "When's the York rework?" And we're just like, you know, sitting on it. And, yeah, and, yeah. and like even we were doing the live stream with Greg uh, Greg Street uh, last week, and everyone's like, "When's York coming out?" And we're just like yeah. looking at our watches, being like, "You'll <laughs> see the GIF on Friday." Like, like <laughs> right, the right. model's gonna start coming through. Like, you know, and yeah. and and. I know this was so hotly anticipated that even internally everyone was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that dumpy old character. Shout out to the people of you that do play Yorick, you know, out in the yeah. crowd. But but that that guy uh, w was being updated. It was actually hard for me anyway to find somebody who loved playing old Yorick because I wanted to find out what they what they liked about him. And uh, this guy comes up to me and he says, uh, you guys are doing the Yorick rework. And he was some, uh, he was a rioter. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that's my, he's my main. And I was like, why? And he said, <laughs> and I quote, why? because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, uh, I guess the reason this particular guy anyway, liked maining Yorick. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I think it's just that persistent. Uh, yeah. That, that's been an interesting thing that we've been getting from uh, just already, like on day one of, of uh, the announcement of his rework and like the details of his kit and stuff like that. We've already been getting some some fairly polarizing responses uh, mm -hmm. from from people who are Yorick mains. I mean, like to call out uh, one of the players in the uh, the live stream who has been asking and asking about the Yorick rework uh, terrorizing. He was really excited about it. And then he came in the live stream today and he was not excited about it. Mm. Um, like how like how challenging was it to kind of keep this this patchwork like or this mismatch of what a character he was before like he didn't really have a lot of focus before it, right he's a weird character because he's sort of like half a shakespeare reference yeah <laughs> and you're like well, i don't okay i knew um, him well but uh <laughs> right exactly well it, it's, um, it's actually interesting that you bring that up j just to say because when uh, i mean i I have a lot of ties to karma, as some people who listen to mm. this may know. I, I was tasked with reworking karma, and karma, everyone was like, but it's in her name, karma, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And I'm like, right. yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. We shouldn't have made a character with a yin-yang dress that was named karma, right? Like, that's you know, it's yeah. like if we had released Garen and his name was Justice, right? And it's like, well, I don't know how we can really flesh him out anymore after that, right? Yeah. right? And, and I feel like, yeah, York was kind of one of those when... When I, I kid you not, when he came out and was revealed the first time, uh, p players in the community were like, oh, I'm excited for him. I'm a big Shakespeare fan. Like, the, like <laughs> yeah, it was but... literally that, like, the brand recognition, so to speak, was yeah. there. And, right. and that was really one of the only things carrying him as a character. Yeah. And it's, I guess the, right. fact it was that like... he, the fact that he's a grave digger, but, you know, isn't York the skull? Yeah, well, no, it is. So, it is literally so, Horatio, so, yeah, the last yeah. poor Yorick. Yeah, yeah. So I knew it was kind of well. tough to make sense of that, in my opinion. But mm -hmm. uh, so we sort of set out. We were, you know, we were like, well, what are the important things about this this guy as a character? And we actually seriously debated, like, do we want him to have a shovel? Like, should it be something else? And we ultimately landed on yes, shovel, but make it something cooler, maybe like a monk spade or something that yeah. looks sort of like that. Uh, so how how hard was it for you to, uh, you know, we're talking about it on kind of the story side and personality mm -hmm. side, but um, especially champions that need this level of rework, right? And and, and so, you, uh, for, for people out there who, who aren't familiar with, with Soul's previous works, worked on Poppy, uh, Gangplank, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, a lot a lot of, you know, pretty big ticket uh, reworks over the years. Um, but even with Poppy, right, where where we knew at the beginning it was like, well, that alt is gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to make a whole new set of set of abilities. How hard was it for you to start prototyping kits that you think felt like Yorick and not just another fighter or not just a different mm. character? Um, actually, on Yorick's side, it was relatively on the easier side, if you will, compared to like I would say Poppy or like Gangplank. Um, mainly because Poppy, if I, I'll just I just, yeah. I'll just refer to Poppy, Go for but it, man. Poppy Go basically. Other than the fact that she had a she was a hammer and was a yordle, I mean she was a yordle that had a hammer. There was nothing about the character like that actually mm -hmm. felt like you know some kind of actual thematic. Like okay, she's a fighter. Yeah, she's small. Like there's not a lot that we we could go from there. Opposed to York, which was 
like his actual realization in game was sub somewhat subpar potentially, but um, he had a very clear theme of like, oh, this guy's gonna be like kind of like a necromancer kind of dude. Mm -hmm. This guy is like you know kind of the frontline warrior to some degree, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And from there, the initial like you know basically ba like bare bones paper kit, if you will, was actually formed relatively early in 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 the process and didn't waver that much. Like, so you're saying then, uh, I guess to paraphrase. Um, you felt like compared to other champions that we may have worked on where uh, I guess, you know, gangplay is like, oh, he's a pirate. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, well, like, what else can we really do with that? You actually feel like Yorick's theming was super on point. We just didn't have a really good execution of it in game. And so maybe there was a lot of room to Basically, cover. Basically, um, the challenge on Yorick was less about like, you know, what he could do because those were generally like much, e much easier to like imagine, if you will. The heart, the difficulty was how can we actually make that kind of gameplay actually work in our game? Um, yeah. How do we make like, you know, a minion summoner like and not feel like, you know, you're just like doing like throwing away massive amounts of like, you know, minions at the enemy, which the enemy just has to deal with one way or one reason, one yeah. way or the other. Right. Well, because, it, you know, it's either like, oh, if I have a minion horde running at me, you know, uh, if my opponent can deal with them quickly, then I don't feel very strong. Right? right. I'm like, oh, they just, you know, Katarina throws one dagger and they all explode. Right. Or if I'm overwhelming them, then the opponent's like, what the hell? Like, how am I supposed to fight this? Right. And right. It feels like, you know, characters like Malzahar recently from Champion Update kind of have this feeling where you're like, oh, God, these the Voidling Swarm comes for me and I need to deal with it. But, um, you went in a different direction, and and I want to I want to kind of hear a sound off from both of you on this, which is you, you know the maiden, mm -hmm. right? Uh, mm -hmm. That that ultimate being such a new and unique way to enforce split pushing in our game. Um, how how and why did you decide to make me tilt in every single game with this ultimate? <laughs> um, there's a couple of reasons. Also, uh, just wa just walk me through the whole. Sure. Would, did you just see me one day and you were like, I don't like him anymore? It's <laughs> I never time liked to... you, by the way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I needed that illusion. Ah, okay. Uh, All right, right. So, Back to the maiden. I have nothing against you. Oh, th thank you, John. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> that was not what you told me last time. No, <laughs> guys, this is this is supposed to be about Yorick, and now I am the one who is sad. Yeah. So, for, for um, the record, Patrick, I'm indifferent. Oh, no, not Patrick. Okay. Oh. Thank, thank you, Andy. Yeah. So the the original inspiration for the maiden came from the fact that we were crafting out like an experience for his ghoul summoning that was like. Pretty similar to what you see right now. It's like a cadence summoning, like and that happens like you know every 20, 30 seconds, yeah. and not always like you you can see it building, like you know when he's generally gonna yeah. try to do his thing, and you can like you know wait it out, all that kind of stuff. The issue with that was that because of the entire premise of like you, know, you need to let the enemy team see it coming, and like it requires like you know bodies, all that kind of stuff. There were multiple cases where Yurik actually felt very lacking because of. I met someone in the jungle. I don't really have anything to actually summon kind of stuff. Or I'm in a situation where I would want to actually, I, I never actually feel completely like an awesome summoner because I'm like always kind of like trying to get around. Yeah, these you're trying to dig these graves. It's actually uh, pretty similar if if you'll allow, uh, you know, to Alawi, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, when I'm near all my tentacles, I'm a super powerful character, right? But if you catch me out, I don't, you know, sometimes I don't feel like my full champion, right? right because right. I don't have all of the kind of map elements that really make it work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, yes, to some degree similar to Ilawi, and I would say even more so for Yorick, because the fantasy of the character, Ilawi is not necessarily the tentacle master as the fantasy. Right. But Yorick is, like, you know, to, at its core, the ghoul master as the fantasy. Mm. And I felt like there needed to be ways I could allow him to kind of, like, cheat the rules, if you will. But making it like you know, still gated, so that was when it when the idea of, hey, let's have a big ghoul. Like it, he was literally named the big ghoul. Yeah, at the big very ghoul. Start. Yeah, he was literally called big ghoul. <laughs> this and this is my nickname in high school, actually. Yep, big um, ghoul. The idea was that while she was out, like you, Yorick could basically cheat the rules. So she just like summons ghouls around them without having to, having him go through the like you know. The, the 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 grave like you know mini game if you will can I can I stack them can I get grave mini game and maiden ghouls you can leave graves and you can have like ghouls but you can never have more than four of both okay all right so so that's so it doesn't go too out of control no no it just it just break it just like lifts the lifts one of the restrictions on like his summoning and when he summons the maiden obviously he like summons a summons a bunch along with it and then now that we had this like you know big ultimate thing do it 
thing sitting there like, hey, this is like the focal point of like in his like unfair moment. What can he do with this kind of thing? And then that's where we went with the idea. Okay, she's already raising things on her own. It might be really cool if she could like in a walk or walk on her own and like in a basically maintain a separate army from Yorick and basically have like, you know, two undead armies walking at the same time, which allows us to both, hey, he can only have four at, at, a, at an area, but total he has like nine, right? Because yeah. Four, you, four, four for one. Yeah, and, and I, I, I haven't yet played uh, with it, but I have seen it in playtests, and there are definitely times where there you get you get the zombie apocalypse feeling, right? right like exactly. you know, Yorick's with his army on bot lane, the maidens with her army on top lane, and you and you see the you know the them coming through the windows almost, right? You're like, right. oh, we have to we have to run yeah. around in the base, we have to try to stop it. Uh, John, who who is this character? This maiden, because I I was listening to his voiceover earlier mm-hmm. today, um, you know, trying try to get a sense for for the way the New York comes out. And, you know, he's he's very morbid, he's very morose, he's you know, uh, and yet I started hearing this voice, and in is that the character, uh, the maiden as well? Y- yes, um, you know, we we call it a her and we call it the maiden, but it's actually not a single thing. It's actually a big conglomeration of souls, of. So wait, this is like a spirit homunculus. Yep, <laughs> and it comes from okay. the mist. It's complicated. It is very it's complicated. Yeah. It yeah. comes uh, from the mist, basically. That's forever stuck to Yorick, um, and this is one of its forms that it materializes into. Is this uh, maiden of the mist? And um, you know, we, the decision to actually make this a character came about pretty late. I remember. And uh, there's one day where Saul's a, actually like a pretty, a pretty stern critic sometimes. And there was one day yeah. where he was yeah, like, yeah, I would uh, say so. Yeah, he he was like, you know, I don't think this. Uh, I don't remember how this got started, but it, it just like it, it, this isn't feeling right. And we needed, we sort of felt like we needed to figure. Oh yeah, this needed a little more. And we yeah. were, and somehow we came to the idea. Well, what if this? What if we give lines to this thing? And, yeah. and it's actually, you know, not it's it's not a duo like uh, like Lamb and Wolf, but it's uh, you know, it's we would just use the sparsely and have it speak and have Yorick respond to it, and we yeah. could see a little bit of their relationship. It and did not feel like a healthy relationship, from it, what it I did see. Not, it's <laughs> not, and yeah. it's uh, and we, you know, we actually debated for a long time, like, well, what is this relationship? Is it, a, is this thing a parasite? Is it's, and we sort of came up with this idea that it's like a 60 40 split, uh, symbiotic to parasitic, basically. <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, they both benefit each other, but the mist is sort of play in Yorick. So it's, it's, it's literally it's like, a love hate relationship. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's, it's his best friend. But at the same time, it's the thing that wants to do him in. Mm. And it's sort of what he, it's sort of his biggest power. It's it's his strength. And, yeah. Um, and I love that. And I'm very proud of that, actually. I'm do, glad we had that talk that day. Do, so. yeah, do, you I listen to, do you listen to Johnny Cash at all? I do, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I knew it. I yeah. knew it. Oh, like, I'm, listening to you talk about I, that I'm right from there. Tennessee, so. Oh, me. I lived in oh, Knoxville for many years. Oh, so, yeah. I'm from Memphis. Oh, okay, right, right on. That. Like, okay, so I, I know it's a, it's a really. Soul, we have to talk about how great friends we are <laughs> yeah. and all the things we have in common. <laughs> well, no, all so right, it's, um, it's really yeah. interesting. We're not from the same country. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you're not we Korean? Both, well, well, I don't like playing Swain. Yeah. Oh, shit, this doesn't work anymore. <laughs> no, oh, but it's really interesting to hear you talk about kind of like the tortured aspect of like this thing that's it's like you know when you listen to yeah. johnny cash in interviews talk about like his drug addiction yeah, right? yeah exactly you know he says it is that is this thing that's going to destroy him but it get it's where his like it's also it's the his source soul. of his yeah, yeah it's really interesting um but yeah well, i mean and once we found that i felt like wow this is this is some serious stuff to mine yeah i remember that um, like that talk actually like i think it yeah. was because I felt that the character, when he did not have the mist to like talk to, and like you know, it was like mm-hmm. just the one guy like and talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he felt a little monotone because he was all like, we did, we didn't want this character to be like you know bloodthirsty or anything, and he was like stoic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And when you have a stoic character talking to himself like you know just on and on, yeah, kind of <laughs> gets like really like one one dimension. It starts feeling really one dimensional. Doesn't really feel like it's an actual character. And the idea was that. We would have like a foil for the for Yorick, basically, mm. if you will, that he would talk to, and then she would try to like you know, like tempt him into doing like uh, and or weaken him that kind of stuff, and 
Yorick would have like you know instances where he could like show off the strength of his character by being able to like you know yeah resist resist this yeah. kind of like you know mm. thing that's been going on for presumably like hundreds of years or whatever right yeah she uh, or or it uh, how, however may be correct when when the miss speaks to him uh, it is a downer man <laughs> it is you know I think the line that I heard it she's like is like look at all the evil you're doing or something like that. And York's right. just like, look, I kind of have to do this. Right. Like, like, can you, can you, yeah, can yeah. I text you later about it? Like, yeah. like he's, he seemed, and, and it was interesting because, because I was clicking around and, and, you know, there's times where, you know, he in his own zone is, you know, like, Oh, isn't it cool to hang out with dead stuff? And, you know, like his whole, his very chill way. But then interacting with that spirit, like you say, you know, you really get a sense of like how you think he can change, right? And and how and how he thinks it's very important the work that he's doing, and and how he he really does want to save people at the end of this, right? You know, he, he believes there is in his own way. Yes. Yeah, in, <laughs> in his own way, I yeah. think is correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny that you brought up the you know like how how one dimensional it might feel. This is this is not a criticism, but going back to Rise, who we talked about you know some months ago, uh, I I had put in a lot of Rise games after that, and. His thing almost is the hermit talking to himself, right? Like yeah. you get yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of the, you know, he's so serious and and it was I was laughing at how serious he he really was. It's like <laughs> Rise really cannot take a break from being just he's like the, what's on my back? That's none of your business. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like I remember when I used to be a, a human or whatever and you're like, "Damn, Rise, tone it down a little." <laughs> I, I think the difference the the differences between them are are kind of interesting. And we've had this conversation too. Yeah. I think Rise thinks I think Rise thinks things can be saved and I think Yorick thinks things have to be destroyed to be saved because I don't think he thinks he can correct the ruination really mm. but I think he he thinks he can get those souls to the afterlife and but to do that he's got to sort of wipe everything out he's got to start right. over basically a little, little nihilistic yeah. but, you um, know. <laughs> but yeah and right and i think yorick is so far is much is more removed from humanity than rise even i think rise remembers things that he liked about being human i don't know that yorick does yeah. Yeah. i think it's so it's so distant to yeah. him it, would your would you say yorick is like the purest version of the anti-hero in our game then Ooh, maybe yeah. yeah, I mean, there Ooh. was when we were, you know, busting out the literature terms. Yeah, we, we were having like when we were discussing him in in uh, pod meetings, it, we would come to like like spawn a lot of the time. Like, who's mm -hmm. a guy that is kind of vile in nature, but is re has good intentions, I guess, or is using that for a noble purpose? Right. And that's that's Yorick, I think. Is he's got this he's got this awful power. He wants to do good things. He he has a a he has good intentions. Yeah. Like his end goal is not is not just to enslave people right. and make them do his bidding, uh like uh like Thresh or somebody like that. Right. Or like a Mordekaiser, right. maybe. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's almost very defeatist the way that he is, right? That that he's like, well, yeah, I, it's like I, I don't believe either because the mist has made him believe this or, or he truly doesn't, you know, believe that he can do good for the world. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, well, in light of that, the only thing I can do, right, is, is you know, try try to bring about some end. Is and then get, after that, get us all out of this limbo we're stuck in. Right. I, I think I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, he has like uh, good intentions, but his actions are objectively not good. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The one guy that's yeah. who's a, like his actions are not good at all. Like, yeah. yeah. We, I think I think uh, another comparison I might draw is like Velkos is the funny version of this. Right. It's right. like Vel it's like Velkaz, he's doing some good for someone, right? He's 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 doing science, he's doing experiments, but he's like at the cost of you and your family and your flesh and, and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, you know. And 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 he has a very silly tone to it. I think Yorg is a very serious one. Uh Soul, I want to go deep on some game design uh stuff with you here. So oh so I, I apologize for people, but we about to get heavy. Um I want to talk about the nature of split pushing, right? And and I've even told you that I want you to do like a presentation on it because yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, to share a little bit, uh, for years now, 
uh, split pushing has been, I think we have been in a love-hate relationship with it as a mechanic, <laughs> right? Because it's, you know, everyone has memories of when the Yi or Twitch or Trinimir just destroys all your towers and you're like, oh, I want to go fight that guy, but but I, I, I can't leave my team because then we'll lose, right? And you're kind of in this no-win scenario, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and it feels rough, but then when you're able to pull it off on the other end, Right. Uh, it, it feels exciting. And it's always kind of been a release valve because it's like, are we really going to give Trindamir the tools to be a really good team fighter? No. Right. right? And, yeah. and or, or Nidalee. Right. You know, for a long time, you know, the question mark of Nidalee is like, well, what, what does she really do? And it's right. like, well, let her set up in a side lane and pick people off and, right. and and be this advantage. And so when I heard that we were like saying York is the split pusher. Right. We're going to really enforce it. I know that took a lot of work on your behalf to understand the problem space. And so I kind of want to hear about it. Like what from beginning to end, what is it like making a split pusher, supporting a split pusher? Do you think League is ready? So honestly, there's like, you know, like split pushing as a concept in our game probably needs a little bit more support at the systemic level. That's not like a champion, like per champion based. Right. But it's like items, map stuff, things items, like that. Items, map stuff. Basically ways to, ways to fight it, like, you know, maybe make it like you know, more exciting to like you know, deal with, all that kind of stuff. The fundamental issue with split pushing that I believe is that it is to some degree only done when the split pushing team knows they are winning if you will like they you, you will only do split pushing when you know that your solo laner that's split pushing will win against the other guy's solo laner basically mm, yeah it's not something that's like you know, hey this is going to be a fair situation like no yeah you're not doing it because it's fair you're yeah, doing it you're, you're trying to put him in a hard spot exactly you're doing it specifically because it's unfair and that basically either requires the enemy to like you know sp- split off more than one person because 1v1, you can't win against that character. Yeah, and so you like send that. two people to the Trindamir, let's say. Right, exactly. And that, to some degree, is is one of the fun- fundamental, like, and if you will, like, you know, problems, not even a problem, like, the reason p- p- players sometimes react negatively to, like, you know, put pushing, because yeah. it is, like, pushing, putting them at a very hard place, telling them, like, telling them, you have to make this decision right now that you don't, you don't necessarily have a great answer to. Like yeah. Send one guy and see him lose to the other guy or send two guys and lose the team fight kind right. of thing, right? Yeah. So. Or or start a team fight and potentially lose your base as a result, right? There's no worse feeling than than losing the 5v4 and right. the Nasus is like on your Nexus turrets, right? right. You know, it, yeah. And so um with him being allowed to now do, you know, we we talk about two lanes at once, mm-hmm. right? As sort of a thing. Do you think that players are going to be equipped with enough answers to to handle your split push do you feel like there are ways in which you made it healthier ways in which you made it more difficult so there's like you know the the specific, there's two kinds of split pushes we will need to make sure that we don't like you know confuse the listeners with mm-hmm. is that there's the york pushes versus race like in the normal split push if you will and then there's the send this and send are off separately so yeah. basically two lanes at once kind of split push kind of thing mm-hmm. so the, the first, the reason that that entire idea came into being was that one of the reasons that split pushing is a, sometimes a frustrating experience to play with even is the fact that you never see your actual top laner be with you, if you will. Yeah. Like, I have a Trindamir who's split pushing all the game, and that generally means that the Trindamir is not ever, ever seen by your, you ever. Yeah. You like don't he, ever he see He may be guy. the reason you win, right? Yeah. But you don't feel a lot of association, I guess, is what you're right. saying, so to, to the character. One of the, one mm-hmm. of the, one of the motivations with, with, with trying this model was that I was hoping for a case where York could actually stay with his team and feel like you know, he, would not, he would obviously be like, I don't know, 0.7 a champion or kind of, kind of thing without the ultimate out there. But still, you feel his presence and like, you, know, you feel the need to like coordinate all that kind of stuff while actually having that character's presence with you sometimes mm-hmm. so that you so that was one of the one of the, one of the experiments with that land um and fighting against the idea is that one the york is much weaker obviously without his ultimate and you, the ultimate obviously pushes it uh, it pushes on its own but it pushes much slower than like a normal champion would right so the enemies have like a window to actually engage and hopefully if they're not like losing hopelessly or something like that should be able to potentially win the 
5v5, but York's like, you know, half a champion or whatever you call it at this point. So you would say then to, to kind of, I think what you're getting at here is, is you're saying, well, if the maiden is off on the side or, or, or I, I don't, I don't actually know what, what we should be calling it. I, I just heard. Okay, I can call it the maiden. Yeah, yeah. If the yeah. maiden's off to the side and, uh, it, it as long as you can maybe defend or wave clear middle or, or somewhere else, you can probably deal with it. It right. It probably won't threaten to kill you like maybe a Zed or Fiora no, would. No, it would. It does not. And then upon doing so, York's team has got to get the hell out because now if you engage in them, even with a five team, you're, you're saying York's contributions are probably going to be significantly lower without that right. maiden to back him up. Either you have the choice to potentially engage on that 5v5 while the, while the rate, while the, while the maiden's up and then try to win that and then deal with the maiden later because the maiden obviously pushes slower than a normal champion. Or you could try to make it so that someone can actually kill the maiden quickly and then come back and like you know join the team fight and make use of the redo like the relatively long cooldown timer on that on that ultimate to like you know do do push your advantage somewhat. The maiden is intentionally that's kind of the entire reason behind the mechanic of the when York's hitting something that the maiden is hitting, he deals bonus damage and the maiden's base damage is actually fairly low because when the maiden's alone and the champion is trying to engage it. Like she doesn't get like just killed by the maiden. Like if you're like you know just hitting them, yeah. So so maiden kills are probably pretty rare, is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. So, well, well, as in a one v one scenario, I imagine in a when a big fight happens and he summons the army, you know, mm -hmm. all bets are off. Yeah, probably sometimes sometimes it will happen. And I, but generally the idea was that I wanted to lower the amount of how do you call it unconscious damage that York was doing on mm. on a minion character like this because if the maiden was actually dealing a lot of damage on his, her own and then she would also like you know, hit like a bunch of like random people we would we ended up in cases where like oh york did like you know 2000 damage to me with the maiden and york never realized it because like you know the maiden was off doing something on her own and then the enemy doesn't really realize it that much until they die yeah and it was like no one actually had any kind of cool feeling about it so we so what we did was that okay let's remove actually a lot of damage from the maiden's like normal attacks but push it into this proc effect, which requires York to be actually hitting what the Maiden is hitting, which makes it much more like tied to York's actual actions yeah. and allows enemies to gauge the threat of the Maiden like much better. Where like, oh, York's not with her? Okay, she's a pushover. I can I can kill her relatively easily. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I remember t to that to that uh, thought where you're saying, you know, the Maiden should have more more conscious benefit. Uh, I, I know that was a big part of the uh, the Annie update, right? Was like was we we think Tibber should be killing you, and Tibber should feel like a big part of Annie's expenditure rather than this kind of being the other way around. Mm -hmm. um, hearing this, and thank you so much for for your thoughts on, on split pushing, John. It's actually quite interesting how how that almost mimics exactly the character that you're talking about, right? How yeah. how he relies on this power, and and even when they're separate. Uh, or, or, or maybe working at odds, they are still really linked. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's correct. And uh, you know, I, I, when we test played it, I actually didn't find the uh, the maiden to be that weak. I think she got my only kills. Yeah, <laughs> I was <laughs> testing York. So. Um, well, there were also but, versions where she was. Oh, like, was there more, were multiple versions. I'm not yeah. exactly sure which one you played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, 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 I guess to everyone out there uh, who is soon to be split pushing against York's ghouls uh, army, just I guess be very glad that you weren't in the one uh, where it was super lethal. Uh, oh, because, there were versions that it was much more lethal yeah, than it is yeah. right now. Well, uh, I also remember you were you were testing a version where you got very specific rewards for killing the maiden. It was like, oh, if you go out of your way and you kill the ghoul, now maybe you're like stronger when you decide to come back and fight. Right, right. We toyed around with those kind of things and then ultimately it felt like York was buffing the other team. So, yeah. we, okay, this is probably not the kind of sensation we want to give. Yeah, that's, hey, that's, it's a new objective, everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, York's giving the red buff to the other team. <laughs> Which is funny because that's like old York. Like a lot of people, they're like, yeah. so my AD carry gets to feed twice is what you're telling me. Is. I just I just give him two kills. Oh, God. And this is, yeah, for, for people out there who, who don't notice this, uh, I, I think it's an understatement to say that York, uh, on live, as, as many players know him, is a buggy champion. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember at one one of the things, one of the earlier like company-wide meetings I went when I first started here, uh, they mentioned the number one cause of bugs 
was something to do with like patch timing and, and like redeploys, right? The number two cause of bugs was Yorick. <laughs> and the number three cause of bugs was Karthus. Oh, wow. And we were like, wow. Like, like, like more than like, we're talking like, like Yorick had more bugs than all other champions combined at one point. And, and, and I, it's almost been this like, never-ending joke to me as a player where it's like uh i'll get my, my one of my buddies who actually loves york he'll send me a picture where he did uh something like 65 million damage in a game because the york ghouls when, oh, yeah, they, when they expired would deal true damage to themselves and so you think about as many ghouls over a game and it's oh, like wow. in your end game screen or <laughs> or the ones where uh york feeds something like 64 kills to the enemy team every time they kill his his ghost or something oh, wow. like that there's just the character has been insane uh, on that front, and so I remember taking on York was also, it was like, all right, guys, we have to do this for, like, the future of League of Legends. It's like an Armageddon <laughs> situation. I, I thought that's why we introduced the character Azir. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So there could be a new champion. Yeah, so bugs. there could be a new champion that was too buggy. Yeah, Azir and Yasuo. Azir's like, you know, like... Azir's bugs are generally confined to him. Yeah. Case, if you Azir wishes he could have bugs like <laughs> Yorick. Yorick's issue is that he was actually bugging out every other champion that existed in the game because of his ultimate. That like you know caused that zombie. Yeah, like thing. like like oh. yeah. Well, because because if if in zombie mode, you know, uh, uh, like uh, who, who's it? Like Kogma, for instance. It's like does he go into? Zombie 2. Yeah, it's it's like, it's like, okay, well, if you killed my Kog'Maw ghost, does my Kog'Maw ghost do his death passive? Um, do I get my death passive twice? Do I get it zero times, right? And so it was fun because York, York created bugs together, right? <laughs> he created teamwork bugs. And so that, I just... Yeah, I, I always think of Yorick as as the meteor, the asteroid heading towards Earth, and, and Sol bravely uh, yeah. donning the astronaut's helmet and saying that I I will stop. So, are you saying that Sol is Ben Affleck then? Yes, okay. Sol, Sol Kim is Ben Affleck. You heard it here. Fair enough. All right, all right. I think of him more like uh, like Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Oh, he, oh wow, he's actually he's leading going out the to crew. die. Yeah, <laughs> on the asteroid. <laughs> uh, probably makes sense. Yeah, God, well, yeah, God, the funny God thing bless is, you. like, now that you mention it, though, like, York basically required every single champion that was made after the character, and even before the character, because he's he came into the character, to actually special case a bunch of interactions with York's ultimate just by mm -hmm. the character existing, and there was were not easy. And I've had not a, I've had multiple developers literally come up come up to me and then. So you're doing God's work yeah. by, re by get re getting rid <laughs> well, of this that is, ultimate. And, and the reason that I bring it up, you know, partially because it's fun to, to look back on, on the history of things, but, but because I know that there will be some people, and there kind of already have been some people, who are... Uh, they missed the old ultimate, right? Mm -hmm, because it, yeah. it was, it did have a strategic component, right? You, it would, did. you would see for a time, uh, I think it was season two, there was there was York Cassiopeia, York right, Rise, right? right, totally. right where, uh, where you know, we always had this incentive on it to be good with 80 carries because mm -hmm. it had like 80 ratios. Yep. But it was cool to be like, who is my machine gun ultimate sustained damage mage? And then let's keep them up, right? Have you kamikaze in there as Rise? And then when you get back up, just keep dishing out insane right. damage. And so I think players always thought that that would be really cool. And I think this is the first time in my eyes where we we kind of left something on the table intentionally. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, Gangplank, we're like global alt parlay. We got to have it right. Mm -hmm. Poppy got to have the wall slamming. Right. Because mm -hmm. that's important to her character. Yep. With York, we were like, I think we should just retire this one. To be now. frank, like I would not want to give the impression that we got rid of York's alt mainly because only because it was buggy. That was yeah. not I mean, that was like obviously like a bonus like cream on the cake kind <laughs> yeah. of thing but yeah. everyone de a deep sigh of relief yeah mm. but the yeah. biggest reason is that york's ultimate was not necessarily that fitting for a character like for the york's fantasy if you will because mm. it was something that was really hard to appreciate for yorick it was something that like you know was was like much more like a supportive like in you know, a kind of spell that was like you know fit like a supportive character a lot more than would fit like a character who's like you know much more about like the selfish kind of like a top lane kind of character that Yorick was right um and we wanted ways that like and because your one of the biggest complaints about Yorick's ultimate was that he never felt like he was actually like you know 
getting power from it, if you will. Like you, oh, yeah. you, you use it on a dude, and then you see the AD carry go ham or something like that. But it never felt like you were or, doing. Or, or you it. use it, and they don't know they how don't to play with what it. to do with it. Right, like and just, and and it's hard thing. because I'll I'll bring up Karma once more because I think there's some similar ground here in that you know old Karma had this tether mechanic, right, where I, right. I attached to my ally, and then we like clothesline you, right, 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 uh, and and if we we gotta like work together to run people through the beam to deal damage and slow them, and like that's a super cool idea. And I think we we had always thought like, oh, it'd be really great to have that on on a tank character, on someone who can really grab a dive buddy and go into the fray. But but the number of times that simply your team just wouldn't do it, right? It was like, oh, well, I have this move. Why why does why do I have this rope on me? Right. Right. And yeah. I think I think the number of times on York's alt that it's like, God, come on, man, you gotta go fight him. Now you have a ghost here. You know, no, don't. You don't want to die explicitly. You may want to stay alive. There's just so much confusion around it that I mm-hmm. think it was very hard. You know, I think um, this is this is not to say we couldn't have done it, but I think that call had to be made, which was, are we going to support it? And are we going to go to like Thresh Lantern levels of calling yeah. out this new thing you may mm-hmm. have to learn? Or are we going to try to do something that more fits the fantasy? Honestly, I would not be super surprised if some designer like down the road decides to like... Like not exactly Yorick's ultimate, but some kind of like that's in a similar vein to Yorick's ultimate on like a supportive character. Like yeah, that feels like like we could probably the execution could be improved and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we are making a character that's about like in you know, his fantasy about like army army of the dead. It's not like we're not making a character who's like trying to make another character be the star kind of character. That I don't. I, that was not Yorick to me. Yeah. But you want to so. double down on the fantasy, right? Like exactly. it's something you know I. Uh, to, to draw an allusion to another hobby of mine, like I play a lot of uh, Magic the Gathering, right? And I was talking nerd. to somebody. Nerd. Uh, don't you play too? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I literally play with oh, Andy. Uh, uh, but yeah. I was talking to somebody about uh, deck brewing the other day, and we were talking about like a tribal deck, uh, specifically a zombie tribal deck, mm-hmm. actually, um, which is funny. Uh, and it's like, you know, he has all these really cool cards, and he's like, well, what about this? And what about this? And I'm just like, well, what are you trying to actually accomplish like, what's the focus? What's the theme? You know, double down on the focus, double down on the theme. Yeah, these other cool car- cards are cool and they're powerful and they're flashy. But are they zombies, though? But are they zombies, right? <laughs> yeah. Do they do things that make what you're trying to do better, right? And I think it's very much the same thing when it comes to, like, the abilities in the champ. And it's right. like, you know, yeah, you know, you can res, you know, your teammate or, or keep them alive, I guess, for, so, for X amount of time longer. But, like, does that actually feel cohesive does it actually feel like you're really contributing right. to the overall thing? we want the minions to be actually helping yorick do his thing and not mm-hmm. like yorick helping one of the minions do their thing if you will yeah yeah like, no i think that makes a lot of sense absolutely. um john uh mm-hmm. i i'm i i we're i think we're getting we're getting close to the, to the wrap-up time here but john i wanted to ask you uh what do you think was your your favorite moment or, or perhaps your kind of aha moment for you working on this project when, when you really felt like everything was coming together and you, you were really excited about seeing the character. I think form. it's, it's when we finally found our actor um, who is very good and has tremendous chops on that dude. Um, and uh, he was in the exploratory record and I'd written some, I mean, whenever, whenever we do an exploratory record, it's always, you write the lines longer than they need to be because yeah. you want to hear the guys, you know, you want to hear them read. Get the range, right? right. Get, get a feel <laughs> for, for their cadence, stuff like that. And I think at that point, uh, when I heard our guy doing these uh, death monk lines, <laughs> I, I knew, like, yeah, that's that's it. That's That feels right to me. Yeah. Um, that feels like a guy who's who has had you know, has been stuck here for a thousand years with <laughs> in this audio courses. recording yeah, booth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who once, you know, was a, some sort of holy man. It's yeah. It was, yeah. It was a nice, uh, nice mixture and he nailed it. Um, Soul, so, uh, same question uh, for you uh, with, with a slight difference. When in testing, did you feel like you had something really special in your hands? Like, like I, we 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 know between it. There's a story like this for almost every champion, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's like the the Quinn turning into a bird and flying away. There's there's all these different moments. But but what was it for you in York that you were like, yeah, this is the kit. This is it. 
the, the honestly the biggest moment was that like I don't even remember who it was, but when we got the Q spawning mechanism to a place where like it was really fun and like you know to play with and like roll, run down the lane with, and people were like, giving me people like, hey, I literally just want to queue queue the wave the, like my entire game. I just want to like even if know, it's bad, even if it'll get me killed. I, I don't care. Lane. I just want to like you know, make the goals and like and have fun with these things. And like that was when it was like okay, there's like a very core like a fundamental fun thing here and then we can we can definitely build from here that yeah. was like a really cool moment for me yeah and i and i gotta say this is you know th this is just shout outs to my boy here for a sec but this was i think i think soul you do you do a lot of e exploration but you end up in a really good spot I, I think you're you're the thing that i say is a soul kim character is when you make the base laning pattern of a champion feel really unique. And so when it came from from the Victor rework that you did, the Poppy, the Gangplank with you mm -hmm. know the the barrel spawning, the 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 wall slamming, the the shield, you know the the Avenger shield throwing things like that. They all feel really unique to me in ways that uh, I really don't feel like any of our older characters, right? Where it's like, last hit a bunch, use my stun move, use my this move, right? They, they feel really cohesive. And, and from what I can see, uh, you you have managed to achieve that again, uh, especially, uh, I love the ghoul wall. It's super, it's super cool. It's, it's kind of gross, actually. Like I, it is, yeah. I like that all of Yorick's uh, ghoul stuff, his undead stuff, is very fleshy, very gooey. Uh -huh. And it's sort of, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's... It's uh, it's very uncomfortable, but in a good way. Right? Viscous, yeah, is like a good word. kind right. of what you would expect. Yeah. It reminds me of like the like the WoW stuff, like Nexramus and like all these, all, like some of the popular forms of necromancy, where they have like weird putrid vials of of just some crazy necro stuff, and mm -hmm. and he's he's got a lot of that going on with him. Uh, so. Guys, thank you so much for coming by and talking about Yorick. Andy, thank you for coming by and talking about that zombie deck. Uh, <laughs> no. <I'm, laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, much love to all of you guys. And, and for any of you out there who are listening to this, go ahead, do do the whole like, comment, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your grandparents. Uh, I want every one of your grandmothers uh, to listen to this. Specifically, I think she'll love it. I think we're a great cast of people. So Review uh, us on iTunes, yeah. please. Review us on iTunes what? as well. Get other people uh, in on it um and we will see you guys uh for the next one uh who who i don't think i can reveal but you uh, cannot yeah, but yeah he he thanked me for getting rid of york's ultimate though yeah Ooh, <laughs> yeah spooky all right anyways uh it's been fun thanks again for listening thanks again for being here guys and we'll see you next time thank you patrick